0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Onumford Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, November 30th, final day of November. And we're glad to be able to send out this message to you. This being Wednesday night, we will be meeting here at 7 p.m. tonight for our midweek prayer service at the Onumford Ford Baptist Church. My dad will be preaching for us. And right now, I've got two good songs queued up, and then the message from the Word of God. On today's broadcast, I'm going to begin a three-day sermon that I have entitled, What Will Your Answer Be? We're looking at Daniel chapter number six. We're going to read the entire chapter on today's broadcast, and then give an introductory remarks and then move along in our thoughts. Again, the sermon entitled, What Will Your Answer Be? So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to do a little lengthy reading. I, I don't know that I've got a long message, but I've got a long reading. I want to read this whole chapter, chapter number six. More than likely, it's familiar to us. We've heard it since our Sunday school days, no doubt. And yet I think it would be well for us to read it. Verse number 1 of Daniel chapter number 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom an 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled themselves to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a decree, uh, I'm sorry, who shall ask a petition of any God or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled, and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near, and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, No, O king that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the sign of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace, and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning, and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God." And the king commanded and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. I'm sorry, yeah, them, their children and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came to the bottom of the den. Well, there's hungry lions. They swallowed them up before they hit the bottom. That's what it said. Amen. They hungry. wonder why they didn't chew on Daniel. Amen. Verse number, uh, where am I at? 25? Verse number 25. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. And His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and His dominion shall be even unto the end. Amen. 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 He's the only living true God. Verse number 27. He delivereth and rescueth, and He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who uh, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel... Prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amen and amen. Well, that, as I said, this lengthy reading is so familiar to us. We've heard it who knows how many times since the time we were children. Many of us learned it or heard it in Sunday school. Many of us learned it at our mother's knee. Moms may be telling the story or grandmothers telling the story, maybe reading the little story books. We've, uh, we've done all that. But I want to, I want to preach on this account. I want to ask you to do two things for me while, while I preach it. Number one, don't imagine that this account that I'm reading is just a story. It's not a fantasy. It's not a made up story. It's a historical account. Actually happened. Amen. And a matter of fact, history, It tells us about all these kings and the timing of all these things and, and we know from history that, uh, that all that information is correct. Uh, History doesn't necessarily talk about Daniel in the den of lions. I don't need history to. I got a Bible that tells me that. I believe the Bible even if I couldn't believe the history books. Amen. Because God, the Bible says let God be true and every man a liar. That's how it has to be. Amen. And so we'll, we'll believe God. Don't think this is just a story. Then number two, don't allow your familiarity with this account cause you to strip the glory from the story. Just like when you was a kid. You remember when you was a child and you heard this story and you thought of Daniel Praise praise God, what God did for that young man, amen. What God did, he's not a young man at this time. What God did for that man, Amen. Daniel, God spared him from the den of lions, let all that other crowd get eat up. Amen. How them lions devoured them, break their bones, the Bible said, and all that other stuff. And, and, and God did all that wonder that was in your heart, that astonishment that was in your heart, ought to still be there because our God is that great and our God is that glorious. Amen. Amen. God moves in majestic power. On behalf of his servants, and I'm glad he does, Amen. And so, there's two two thoughts I want to give you this morning, and uh, and 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 I'll give you my title at the in my second point. Two thoughts. First of all, I want to talk about the account of this story, and then I want to talk about the application of this story, the account of it, and then the application of it, because it's not. I said it's a historical account, and it is, and we have to deal with some of that. And even though it's familiar, I'd like to remind us of the of the individuality and the. The, the points that are there that I believe are helpful and useful to us, but then it applies to us in this day. Amen. And so I, I believe there's application that we can make from it. You know uh, from, from history, I uh, talk about the, uh, the account of the story. You know from history, from reading your Bible, that Daniel was captured from Israel. Daniel was one of the Hebrew children. He was one of the lineage of David. He, he had a right to the throne. He's of the tribe of Judah. Amen. He is one of those, when, when Nebuchadnezzar came and first captured people out of Israel, he took the best of the land. He took the king's children and all, and Daniel was in that group, took those young people, brainwashed them, tried to teach them the, the learning of the Chaldees and, and teach them the things and the ways of Babylon. But Daniel as a young man purposed in his heart. Amen. Daniel had a purpose driven life before Rick Warren ever thought about writing a book about it. Amen. Daniel had a purpose driven life and he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat or with the things that he drank. Amen. Daniel said, I'm not going to do like all them around me are doing. I'm going to be different. I'm going to obey my God. And he had some friends that did the same. We know him as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those three Hebrew children followed him in the steps. And he proved himself as a teenager. Somewhere in that time frame, those, young, those other three young men get cast into the fiery furnace. And the story was recorded. By the way, the book of Daniel's not laid out. Uh, chronologically because chapter number 6 takes place when Darius is king which is way on into the book of Daniel when you're looking at his prophecies but he gives us the story and then he gives us the prophecies and they're, uh, they're in that particular way that he gives them not in the order in which they happened but in this account Daniel now is not a young man any longer Daniel's an old man Daniel served throughout all that Babylonian captivity which was 70 years if Daniel was let, let's say he was 19 when he got captured Seventy years makes him eighty-nine. He's not a young man anymore. Darius, well, let me back up and say it this way. Daniel served under Nebuchadnezzar. He saved under Nebuchadnezzar's son, whose name was Evil Merodach. How would you like to name one of your kids Evil Merodach? And then the Evil Merodach had a son named Belshazzar, which Daniel served under. And that's where the kingdom fell under him. The empire, the Babylon Empire fell under Belshazzar. And Darius came as king of the Medes and Persians. We know it as the Medo-Persian Empire. Daniel, or Darius came forth as that king. Daniel served under all these kings. And then later you saw in the last verse that we read, he even served under the one that followed Darius, which is Cyrus. So Daniel lived to be an old, old man. He didn't go back when they were set free to go back after the captivity under Darius was allowed to go back. Daniel didn't, probably because of his age. Amen. Perhaps it was because of his position, if he was still in a position of authority and felt like that he he could do more uh, for his people even working there in the kingdom. I don't know. But here we are, and this account that we're reading here now takes place sometime during the reign of Darius. And uh, Darius was the king of the Medes and the Persians who had defeated the Babylonian Empire. Amen. And uh, this, the, the Babylonian Empire encompassed pretty much the known world at that time but the Medes and Persians came in and conquered them gaining that territory as well as that which they already had and so now it is a world a world empire and it's the second uh, in that image that Daniel saw the lineage as it comes down the head of gold and then uh, the shoulder and the breast uh, the, the strength there that divided kingdom of the Medes and the Persians that second part and, and Daniel was an extremely old man at this time. And yet, Daniel had been faithful to his God through it all. Amen. No matter who was on the throne, Daniel was faithful to God. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, we ought to be faithful to God. doesn't matter who's in the governor's mansion, we ought to be faithful to God. be honest with you, it doesn't matter who's the preacher in the pulpit, we ought to be faithful to God. Leadership does change, but God don't. God doesn't change. Amen. And so we ought to continue serving God uh, in that capacity, wherever that He puts us at. But Daniel had proven himself true to his God throughout all that time, but not only true to his God, true to his nation, true to, even to his adopted nation, if you want to say it that way, that he had been brought in captive. Now, Daniel was not treated good when he's brought in captive. He was made a eunuch. And I don't have to go into detail about that. That meant he was, he was fixed so they could never have children. Daniel was, was sterilized, if you want to say it that way. And Daniel was mutilated, and yet Daniel never got angry at them. Daniel never got a, a, a grudge against them. Daniel went on serving his God and his king. Amen. Amen. He had proved himself true. Let me break this story down I'll give you several points. I think I got six points under this account of the story. And each of these, I'm starting with a P, having a couple of them. There's the promotion that provoked envy. The promotion that provoked envy. Found in verses 1 through 4. The promotion that provoked envy. I'm not going to read all this again. we read it together, and I trust that it's still in your mind. But you know that uh, this vast Medo-Persian empire consisted of 120 provinces we might would call them states or really countries maybe because they were large provinces 120 provinces and Darius, in his wisdom didn't try to just rule them all himself he set up he designated deputies to serve under him whom he called princes 120 princes to serve over those provinces but then over those 120 provinces and 120 uh, Prince says Daniel or Darius set up three presidents, a, a tribunal of authority over those that were ruling and, and were uh, were looking out to make sure he said that the king had no damage. And over those three, he put Daniel as first. And so really, and since Daniel has become the right-hand man of King Darius, Daniel has been promoted from a lowly Hebrew captive Daniel has been promoted one after another after another. Till now, he's the top man in the kingdom. Second only to the king, Darius himself. And yet, these... Well, oh, by the way, the reason he was promoted is because he had an excellent spirit. It's what he says in verse number 3. And I like that. Amen. Lord, help us have that. Amen. As Christians, Daniel wasn't a Christian. Daniel believed in God, and I think he did. I think he got saved when Christ preached to them Amen. When they were in captivity in the heart of the earth, I believe Daniel would have believed on Christ. He believed on Christ here already, but he didn't live in this age. But yet, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We've been saved by the grace of God. Lord, we ought to be of an excellent spirit, hadn't we? Amen, we had. And so Daniel, Daniel was faithful, and Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel was exalted. The king thought to set him over the whole realm, the Bible says. Well, this promotion agitated others. It's sad, but true, that sometimes if somebody gets something better, somebody else gets upset about it. Not just that they want it. You've heard me say this before, the difference in in coveting and and envy. Coveting wants what you've got. Envy doesn't want you to have it. They, They can't have it so they don't want you to have it. Amen. And there's some people, we're living in an envious age, by the way. They talk about taxing the rich. Well, they're already taxing the rich and the middle class and the poor too. We're taxed to death. By the way, they're not just taxing us. They're taxing our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren and way on down the line. Amen. Now, it's not a political statement, but I'm just simply saying that that's the, that's the land in which we're living. But it's sad that people get envious when somebody gets a promotion, when somebody gets bragged on, when somebody gets something that is good for them. Sometimes people get envious of that. And that is exactly what happened. By the way, these were heathens that got envious. That's not a Christian spirit. It's a heathen spirit. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there, but Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. And for tonight, we have a special guest going to be with us. My mom and dad are visiting with us, so I'm going to have my dad preach for us tonight as our special preacher. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepard saying good day and God bless you.